0: Circumstances in our lives that challenge us. Get Made with Greg Harris. It might just save your life. To the Get Me Show with G. Blackwell Harris. Get me, get me, get me, get me, get me, get me. All right. Get me, get me, get me, get me, get me. me, Game is to be sold. And I just told, told. But don't sell your soul. Tell yourself. Get made, get made, get made, get made, get made, get made, get made. Get made. Game is to be so just told? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Get Made Show with Gregory Harris! Thank you so much, Doug. Thank you so much, Doug. First of all, I want to welcome everyone to the show who was able to join us live today. My name is Greg Harris. Welcome to the Get Made Show, broadcasting to you live from Hollywood, California, on BBS Radio Station One, the largest live internet radio station streaming network on the planet uh, as we speak. So, yeah, I want to welcome you to the show. And first of all, to let you know that being made is a state of mind just to let for anyone that has uh, any you know questions about exactly what's the meaning of made uh, i want to dedicate the show uh, rest in peace to the queen of soul elizabeth just been an amazing uh, last few days uh, hearing all the condolences online and on tv and so forth miss aretha franklin i the condolences up myself online and uh it's just been heartfelt and just you know just appreciate her for all she's given back or given us here in this society so just want to dedicate the show to her rest in peace to the queen of souls miss aretha franklin and although this is not a new show i do like to start the show off by thanking god first of all then after that talk about some things i saw in the news and you know some of the things Some of the BS also that I see going on every day in my daily uh, travels. Uh, For me, the thing that struck out to me amongst all the other stuff that's out there is just the amount of shootings that we're having out here in Los Angeles. In the Hollywood area, just in the Orange County area, just about in every area. There was three more reportedly that I know of that I saw on TV that uh, just this week or this past week. And... uh, it, that should be troubling for people because, as I said, that's a state of mind to shoot at someone on the freeway car to car um, from a great distance. And you know, I can say we never know, but it could have just started with a could have been a personal thing, but it could have started with just a, a hand gesture. Oftentimes, that's how these things start. So it's not so much as the news and what happens so much is it's the behavior and how do we get around it? How, how do we see it? and get away from it or, you know, avoid it altogether. That's the most important thing is being able to just avoid it. You know, the situations that can be avoided, try to avoid it. Anyway, it's been a great week uh, weather-wise. It's been a little humid here, but all in all, we haven't suffered too much. The fires have died down to to a point There's quite a few people that lost their homes and so forth. I know there was quite a few deaths there. So rest in peace to those people and the firemen that lost his life out there. And as I said in uh, the previous show, to the uh, firefighters, both free as well as incarcerated. um, For fighting the fires out here in L.A. Now that, you know, with the Catholic priest. Okay, that's just that's. I don't know. That's just disturbing, and just just a, I mean I don't know <laughs> more will be revealed on that I guess, but that's just a cold thing there. But uh, even colder than that, what I noticed in the news this week was a guy. I mean, I had to ask myself, how can a guy kill his own family? I mean, his wife and his little girls, little kids, and then bury him. That's a cold monster there. In the news, every time they put it on there, they're calling it disturbing. That's a little bit more disturbing there. That's that's past a lot of things I've experienced or heard about or witnessed or <laughs> that's uh that's some criminal back to the show, criminal mind thinking. Now that's just some thinking that I can't even begin to speak about. But I know that's uh because <laughs> That's something there. I don't even know how you be, begin to even put an idea like that together. But I guess it can be done. I mean, he's accused of doing it anyway, uh, allegedly. So on the lighter side of news this week, I, w- I was more than happy to read about was Chance the Rapper had a sign language interpreter on his tour. That's pretty amazing being that he's a local Chicago guy, I had to give him a shout out for that as well. That's just, that's, I haven't heard of that one. So that's pretty good for a rapper to have a sign language interpreter on tour with him. It's a big stat, it's huge, that's caring. That's caring and concern about people who can't, you know, hear. That's just, that's a great thing. So shout out to Chance the Rapper. And this week, you know, I got, as I mentioned, the majority of the show that I love The online community. Instagram more than any of it. I I just love the Instagram platform because, uh, I don't know, I guess the way it's set up. Yeah, I I love that particular platform. And um, time to time, I I like to put my music up there because I consider myself a writer and I like to sing and I rap and, and I entertain. If I'm entertaining no one else but myself in my company or just my family or, you know, and that's okay with me too. But this week I had a desire, a burning desire on my heart to speak to a particular group of people because I remembered being in this group and it just hit me all of a sudden and I got online and just posted it. The only thing I don't like about uh, Instagram is just the 59 seconds. So I posted a one minute or 59 second uh, video and that what I mentioned in the video was to my people who need, not my people, meaning black people, just people, period. Any people who are in need of twenty dollars. I spoke specifically. It just came to me to speak to specifically to people who were in need of 20 bucks or thereabouts. But that was the number I used. $20. And then I had made mention of after making that statement, I mentioned that it takes the same breath to ask for $20 that it does to ask for $200 or even $2,000. So, and I wanted to make that point because it came back to me that that was an old sales (laughs) uh, some sales skills that was given to me back in the day about then. It came back to me just in an inkling to, in a desire to speak to people who needed $20. Because again, my thing is, it's a thought process. It's how I'm thinking. I'm going to react usually based on how I'm thinking. So, I mean, just to put, I just, I guess I had to say that just to put that particular person You know, and to show them another, another. I guess another number. I don't know. Because for me to get online to say, I want to speak to my people who need $20. Because I'm sure there's quite a few people out there who just need $20 for whatever reason. To get a beer, to buy a burger, to whatever, to get breakfast that morning, to travel, get gas, whatever. To just get on the bus, to get somewhere, to get some money or whatever. It's to get to the, I don't know, to get somewhere to do something. But, like I said, it touched my heart to speak to those people and to talk about adding the zero and how much power you have in in, in what you need because it's up to you to put the zero on the 20. See, if you put one, it's 200. If you put two, it's 2,000 and so forth and so on. So it's up to you to add the zero and then believe, I mean, to know it but it's up to you, no one else, to add the zero as to what you need. I mean, it's just for me, that's just a, a I don't know, that's a thinking that, that I have and adapt it. But it was shown to me. See, I didn't just come in the door knowing that, but that was shown to me about how it takes the same breath to ask for $20 that it does to ask for $200,000. It was, it was given to me in that form. And I started asking for it. I started asking for 200000 after I was told that because I didn't know that took the same I just didn't realize it, that it took the same breath, I knew it, but didn't realize it. That it t- in the you know field that I was in, sales at the time, that it took the same breath, that's for 200,000, that it does to say, hey Marty, can you lend me $20 to uh, payday? Now I'm not saying, hey Marty, lend me 200,000 to payday, no, not that breath, in it, but it takes the same breath to push the number out. Whoever you're asking, wherever you're asking, whatever direction you're aiming it, it takes the same breath. It's just the question you have to ask yourself is how you're breathing. You know what type of breath, you know breaths are you taking, and what kind of power do you have? What kind of when you're asking for whatever you're asking, what you're doing, whatever you're doing, what type of power, what type of temperament, what type of How many zeros are you putting behind it? And not just for the money, but just for it. Because if it takes the same breath for $20, it takes that for 200000 Then I can bring that over to doing in other areas in my life. when we're not talking about adding zeros or anything like that, but just the fact that I want to get a promotion. You see? Or I want to get a a raise in pay and then back to money in that aspect. But just a promotion or if I'm having... In my relationship, you know, I want to add more to it. And that goes right along, in my opinion, with think and grow rich because it's a thought process. Back to that again. But not that I digress on that or anything, but I just that came across my mind to do in my heart to do that and to get right on Instagram and post that up like that to people who need. Because there's quite a few people out there. I'm sure I run across people as a driver every day that need less than 20. Need Less than 20. See, so for whatever reason, it's not my business so much as to why or what. But yeah, so that touched me. then on to, uh, of course, the new Trump news is. Uh, I look at the presidency as like Trump closing his largest deal. And that and, you know, that, that's 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 the deal right there. Everything that goes going on behind it, it's just a supplement of just, you know, the, the deal. The deal was just winning the presidency. The guy doesn't like to lose, and I think it was a shoe in in different ways in different areas. Not that I know so much, just my opinion, of course. And on to the Amoroso uh, part of the story for this week. Uh, I don't know. I look at that situation— and with the name calling and so forth, because that's big news. Everyone's talking about it. It's like a thing you look at without looking at maybe with one eye or something. because It's sort of shameful. But I really look at it like the women who work in prison. And if the first thing that came to mind was when I looked at the Amorosa, Amar- Amar- which is a hell of a name, as well as her last name, it's, and President Trump. I looked at it, it reminded me of women who work in prison. Let me put it that way. So to, for the women who work in prison or any women that are thinking about working in prison or, you know, you're going to have to be a few, you know, you're going to have to become uh, be a few things, except you're going to have to accept being a, called a few things in there. Like you're going to have to be called quite a few bitches in there because the guys going to call, female employees, especially COs, they're going to call them bitches and couple of whores, too. Just going to get that. That goes with the job. And that was told to me by a female correctional officer. That's why I'm able to tell you in that form, because I was told by an actual woman who was a correctional officer in federal prison. And she told me, yeah, you have to be a to Just have to be willing to be a few bitches in here and a few hoes too. And I looked at him like, wow, just slap in the face. Gave it to me the way I needed to hear it. I've never forgotten it. So when I saw the Omarosa thing, I looked at that and said, okay, to work under that thumb of, you know, the Trump administration, forget the Trump administration, Trump, period. It's like working for Don Juan, Bishop Don Juan, the pimp. Because K- Trump got some of the same moves. He'd push up on you, he'd boss up. That's what he does on anybody. So I'm quite sh- I'm quite sure there's quite a few bitches being thrown around up in there at the at females and probably a few at the guys too. So when I saw that story, that's the first thing that came to mind was that she knew that she was willing to be a few. She's she'd been around, dealt with this guy for years. Know i a lot better than we do, not a hell of a lot better than I do. So she know just what she was uh, walking into, walking through the front door of the White House. But it's an achievement. You can say how many people can say that they worked in the White House. OK, so it's worth something right there. And you know that you're going to have to be a few whores, maybe a couple of bitches while you're up in there and a few dogs, too, because I'm dealing with this guy is a beast you will push up and say and do anything. And you know that. And you already know it going in the front door. So there you go. So that's how I look at that. On the Omarosa thing. Although as disrespectful as it was to Omarosa. As a person in particular. You know speaking of that person. Then yeah. That's the way. I, that was my takeaway from it. It's like I believe that she knew. And she's built for it. That's why she's going on and on with her tour and doing her thing. It's nothing. She already knew what the temperament temperature was when she walked in there, as well as the temperament. But aside from that, as I said in previous shows, you know, I drive. So I like talking about driving tips, maybe a driving story or two as well. Well, you know, with everything going on so much and I, get, I drive all types of different people. And, you know, it's my livelihood. I look forward to it. I love doing it. I get a lot out of it. And when I tell people I'm originally from Chicago and they ask me like I'm a spokesman for the city or I may have an insight as to what's going on about the violence in Chicago, meaning more so the gang violence, if you want to call it that. But it's just young black men getting laid down and laying laying each other down. So the story goes, because we really don't know. And I'll go into the thing where it's a culture. I mean, not only just a, today's culture, Chicago, you got to remember, they have the same Valentine's Day mascot wall there still on display. So first of all, we talk about a Chicago culture, the gang culture. From Al Capone to Giancana to Mayor Daley, the only mayor that I ever knew about when I was living there. That's the only mayor, this Mayor Daley senior, the dad. Richard Daly. So I don't just, you know, that's the only mayor I've ever known there since, you know, the time I was living there. And since then, uh, Harold Washington, a few other, Jane Byrne, as well as a Harold Washington, I mean, uh, Mayor Daly's son, who I, and then of course Rahm Emanuel making all the noise there now. But, um, yeah, but back to my day with Mayor Daly. Yeah. I, that's why i mentioned in previous, maybe one or two previous shows in fact that I've seen this Trump-style push-up, big-shoulder-type style, boss-up-type big you know, boss up type thing that he's got going. I've seen it before in Chicago. Chicago is that type of city where they're pushing up and bossing up on anything and everything and everybody. That's what it takes in a nice way. Now, unlike New York, like the mafia and so forth, but just in a nice, very gentleman-like way. I remember seeing that growing up. And so that's what it it reminds me of when I look at TV and I see them sitting around. It's just look like it's just a G'd up meeting, but they're just having it in the White House. So not to say anything good or bad about it. It's just what I see. That's it. So the thing is, it's like. um, And then I'll uh, add that to today's culture. With just the guns, violence things that we're able to say, the things that we will say, the things, you know, how we feel direct, you know, how pretty is ugly and how being, you know, sort of like not hate, not hateful, but being more bad than good goes over better in today's times, if you know what I mean. It's like it's just a thing, and the, and the only thing I can attach it to is just part of the culture. And I gotta go back to the tats on the face, because at one time, that was a thing. That was a thing you looked at, and like, oh, so let me grab my purse, like looking at a black guy in the elevator, right? So, like a white woman looking at a black guy in the elevator. Grab your purse. So now, the tats in the face is a uh, more of a uh, part of the culture. See it right in the elevator. And just, you know, no matter who the guy, usually a lot of, you know, not I mean, it's too, see, too many black guys just walking around. But the younger generation, you're seeing more of the uh, younger black guys with facial tattoos. But now you're seeing mixed guys, white guys, Spanish guys. I mean, just everybody's wearing them. Little young white kids, black kids, it doesn't matter. And uh 6 69, I think he's Mexican or black or something. I don't know what he is. But the thing is that he has face full of t- tats on his neck, around his forehead. Doesn't bother me at all. I'm used to seeing it anyway. But the thing is, it's how the culture is part of the culture. And along with those tats, as I said before in the prior show, um, it's a mindset that goes with it. And not necessarily just just self-hatred. Not just that, it's uh, it's uh, you know what I'm on type thing. That's what it's you know that's what it's initially that's what it's for. So yeah, I look at that and just attach it to the behavior that's going on in Chicago, and that's nothing new. I mean, I've been in Los Angeles since the late '70s, and it's like I remember the term drive-by. You know, as it caught steam and and people started saying it more back in, I'd say the late 80s, mid to late 80s, the drive by the term was uh, formulated here in L.A. So I've seen a few things and now you don't see that as much and it's beginning to come back a bit. I mean, more and more of the shootings and killings and so forth with the gang culture and just uh, you hear more about in Chicago because just the numbers. And that brings to you know brings to mind like okay is, is it the bangers or what's going on there? But you know who's getting the thirty round clips and where are we buying them from? Where are you getting them? Because that's a lot of ammunition. That's a lot of stuff. A lot of firepower. So, but it's it's still in all. It's part of the culture. It's it's something worth keeping the heads up for. Just done an everyday. That alongside with just being aware because we're living in a snappy society, as I mentioned before, being that we're living in more of a snappy society, people are quick to snap and throw the finger and this, that, and the other. you have to check yourself. No one else is there to check you because the checking that someone else may give you may be the, the three bullets in the car or whatever, like the guy on the freeway caught just this weekend or whatever. The one in the chest and, you know, it's just you never know what it's from. But I'm saying it's best to check yourself. Because we're in a snappy society, more of a snappy society, it's best to check yourself up front before you look, blink, point, stab, throw a finger, any of that, wave a hand, any of that. Just check yourself and just get past it. Let me just get by this. Sometimes it's just better to just get get by a situation. Just to get home or just to get out of that, get to the next lane, just to get to the next city. Sometimes you just have to check yourself and that two things, you know, I hear the word horrified and horrific quite a bit. Oh, it was, I was horrified. Oh, it was horrific you know, to, you know, go alongside with thinking out of the big box again. That thinking just doesn't work anymore. No, it's hard and very difficult for anyone who's listening out there who may be entertaining that type of thinking. That thinking is difficult to come out of, but that's what needs to be done, in my opinion, in this day and time. Because being horrified, being afraid, being scared, being shook up um, intensifies whatever else is going on with you because it's just going to not just make it worse, make you worse. And, you know, to check back to checking yourself, it reminds me of a story. And the story was inside prison. If you don't mind me going back there for a moment to tell the story. And I like to call the story Tink, Tink, Tink. It's T-I-N-K. Tink, Tink, Tink. And... This, this story is where, uh, it took place in solitary confinement down in the uh, Texas area, Beaumont, in the feds, whereas two tiered situation and the guys on the first tier downstairs were some just some, they were they were animals. These guys were cold blooded killers. There was one in each cell, so they were next to each other. So it's a combination of six or seven cells on that side at the bottom. Then it's six or seven on the second tier where they had some other guys. But on this tier upstairs, they were bunking them up two in a cell together. So it was a different situation. The level of uh, security was a bit lower than downstairs. So the guys downstairs went to yard in, in one at a time one hour, you know, solitary confinement, 23 hours locked up. You only get 24 in a day. So the guys upstairs, they were able to stay out a few hours and come out together. So it's was a segregation, but it's different types of segregation. So anyway, more control downstairs. But the guys from upstairs and downstairs can talk to each other. They can holler at each other. They can even get to a point of passing stuff to each other because they're in the same buildings, just different programs up and down. But the guys upstairs was mouthing off to the guys downstairs, just harassing them for months in, months out to make a short story shorter for you. Month in, month out, until one day when the guard came to the guys downstairs, to his door, one guy in particular, told him to turn around and cuff him up. He turned around, but the officer didn't know, the correctional officer didn't know that the guy had been working on something, a plan, him and his buddy had talked about. So when he turned around to cuff up and bag out, he and his buddy, two officers out there. He turned around and spun, and it was out of the cup so quick, the officer didn't understand it, that you have some of the most craftiest, clever, I mean, these guys are just like magicians, some of them. He was out of the cuffs. He knew something that he didn't. And he was out of the cuffs. And he moved on the officers so fast, stabbed him, slit his throat so quickly. The only reaction the other officer could do was look. Wide eyed and amazed and run. He ran. He left, which is a no, no for them. But he ran. So he got to the gate, got out of there. The guy didn't mind him running. He got the officer that he stabbed, took his keys off of him, opened the cell next to him. The two guys then proceeded up the stairs, um, went up to the guy's door who had been catcalling at him, clowning him, talking about his mom, this, that, and the other. Opened his door, told the other guy, who never mouthed off to them. It's, it's a shower in the cells. It's a two-man cell, one-man cell. The shower is inside the cell because it's, you know, confined. I told the other guy who hadn't said anything, get in the shower. He jumped in there and don't come out. And they went to work on this guy. Now, the guy, who the other officer who had ran away, finally went and got the troops and came back. Went downstairs, saw his guy laying there dead on the ground there. Proceeded up the stairs to run upstairs to to tell the guy, halt, hold, hold on. You're under arrest. Put your hands up, whatever you got to do. When they walked to that cell, the only thing they could hear was tink, tink, tink. And that was the sound of the blade, the bone crusher that he had in his hand, stabbing the guy in the stomach so many times that he was stabbing him in the stomach, hitting the concrete. And that's all you could hear was tink, tink, tink. And that was all behind a guy just running his mouth to a guy that would do anything and everything to get to you. And that lesson I learned out there just sometimes just it's best to just shut up and just leave people alone and get through that day. Not that it will become that extreme or, you know, is anyone's going to take that type of measures for saying anything wrong. But you just never know. Because going back, that's just a mindset that he already had. He has his mind made up. I'm going to get him, get the keys, take him out. I'm going up. We're going to open the door. We're going to go upstairs. We're going to handle this guy. And that's it. You can give me some more life sentences. Or whatever else you got. pretty not have anything to live for. And we don't know if that mind sets out here. Because for that guy. Back to the guy who did that to his little girls. And his wife. And then buried him. He's just as cold as a monster. As the guy that was in Texas. That tink, tink, tink the guy. See, thing is, the guy who killed his little girls and his wife and buried them all allegedly. Then he showed a picture of him. Remember, I told you, he said it was disturbing. He didn't have any facial tattoos. He just looked like a regular John Smith that you see every day on your local travel. So. But the mindset that he had to do that to his wife and little girls, take them out and then bury them? If he's the guy who actually did that? That's just as bad as the guy that was, who did that to the, this exact, if not worse. Well, of course it's worse, but yeah. But you couldn't tell. Because he's an everyday average, you know. So yeah, so the, it's back to the mindset. It's like you just never know. So you have to work on and act on what you do know, which is you, in my case, me. So that's why I say we're living in a snappy society and I have to check myself. But if you're listening and you want to apply it to you, then I'll say you have to check yourself. That's simple. And that goes right alongside with thinking outside of the big box. That's a huge box, too, because the temperament is easy. It's easy to take on. You see? And one good thing about the show. And I don't mind telling you, in case your candle is out. I'm here to give you a light. Because it's all about seeing it. Before becoming it or becoming consumed or taken out behind it. It's just. Just in my opinion, it's just common sense. And that goes alongside with me. Like I'm an older gentleman and I, I always tell people I don't mind telling. Them, You're never too old to learn. I learn every day from my followers and friends that I have on Instagram, Facebook. I learn something, thank by the grace of God, every day from them. Not just in my everyday travels, what I, you know, what I do to eat and maintain. No. Just online. Because I I found um, how to really, for me anyway, to utilize that platform. I mean, I get a lot from it. I try to give it a lot as well. I don't know if it's all appreciated or not, but I give it. As I said before, I love writing songs. I love performing for myself, you know, and it's just... Um, it assists me in overcoming any fears that I may have or may have had. Alongside with doing the show and all that, it just goes just one movement because that's my mindset and that's what makes me made as I said before it gives me a lot of balance it assists me with my patience that I don't need to rush anything and just glide through my day and see what I can add and what I can take away from it, period. And I've simplified it to that point Because I've already experienced on how I don't want it. I mean, it's cool. Even with children, you know, it's good. You know, Johnny, what do you want to be? It's also good to ask a kid what you don't want to become. That's something that I I believe need more thought than what do you want to become? Because certain things just slip up on you. And if you're not ready for them. And you fall in or you might like the taste or the sound, but you're not accustomed to it and you don't know, you're all in without even being all in because you don't know. But it's so easy. I mean, I see it every day. I see uh, participants. For instance, they'll jump into my vehicle with a particular person. And I'm like, they can automatically see you out of your league but you're in it and you got your reasons for being in it. Cause I mean, this has come up capital out here. It's like the youngsters out here. It's like they, you know, they, they do flips. They turn, they turn flips for certain things. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of it going on. It's abundant. And that's another reason, another purpose for having the show Because the things that I witness on a daily basis, I don't care to just, um, you know, keep to myself. I, I look at it as being part of hope and part of the light of hope. And as I said before, that, that's all hope is to me. It's just seeing, you know, being able to see the light amongst all the darkness that's going on. So although I talk about things that's, you know, maybe on the downside of what's going on. The hope part, that's the light side of it, is the hopefulness. Whereas we're talking about being made and getting made and changing my mindset, if needed, or a loved one that I may know of. I may be able to take something away from the show, whereas I can assist someone that's, you know, traveling up that stream or I've noticed a behavior change in a person. Because they're talking about now. Yeah, you may want to turn a person in or call the authorities if you see a behavioral change in uh, your family member or whatever. And sometimes I guess that's needed for the guy who's uh, stacking uh, AKs or whatever. Like the little young guy had all the ammunition. His mother and father never said anything Or in Florida down there. The Parkland issue. So I don't know. But the thing is, uh, back to the behavior, I can't stress that enough but being able to identify it in others as well as in myself. Because for me, that's the remedy for me is being able to recognize it and use it as, you know, how can I get around it? Let me just get around this situation. And a lot of times I just apply, like I said, the old good old jailhouse rules. Real simple. It's only three or four of them. It's like, be respectful to yourself and others. Don't steal anyone's property. Keep your head on the swivel. And those are just jailhouse rules but you can apply those to everyday life here in society because you have to keep your head on the swivel nowadays. That's mandatory because there's so much going on. As I was mentioning to a client of mine that Chicago could be right in your backyard now because of the way society is it's not like it was in my day with you know, as I always mention with Uber, Lyft, Airbnb and the other companies that so many others that do the same thing that I can't even mention them but they're out there that has made everything tighter and accessible and everyone's everywhere. Everyone has the ability to be everywhere. So it ain't just Chicago. Because I've seen the Chicago-type behavior, as I said before, as they're talking about the guy asked me about, well, what do you think about Chicago? I've seen the same Chicago-type behavior right in Beverly Hills, right in the middle of it. And for sure in Hollywood. So it's not just about a particular city or even a particular area everything's widened now and it said a store near you or a home near you or any other location near you or me and that's why I always mention about being uh, alongside being made is just updating myself you know just like you update my apps on my computer or the phone and As I said, I have to go back just talking about myself with my original thinking that landed me in places that I didn't really want to be in. I got tired of being in. So I had to detox that way of thinking. That's the most important thing about this is just detoxing the way. For anyone out there that's, you know, in a situation, if you can see it clear enough to see that it's your thinking, it's just detoxing that. It's just like uh, detoxing, you know, the detox they make for our bodies. But it's a thought process. For me, I mean, that's how I did it. It's like, you got to go back to that old saying, sick and tired of being sick and tired. But I know for a fact my service, and I'll tell anyone. I had a friend of mine, his, his, um, he and his wife was going through, he said, You know, she just needs something to do. I don't know what she's going through. This, I said, Hey, man, hey, go visit a hospital, volunteer to do something. That'll change you. Especially a person that has everything and just running around, just want to just be crazy for nothing. So just, I mean, go help somebody. And nine times out of ten, you'll become and start feeling better. Just go help somebody. It's real, very, very simple. Especially if you have the time, the means. Go they'll appreciate it. Go help Somebody. It doesn't even matter who and you're doing it for them but you'll be doing it for yourself see that's the part of it you'll be doing it for yourself you'll get to be you'll reap the benefits from it as well of course they'll be more than happy that you know anyone that's in a situation like that will be more than happy for anyone to visit them and you know show some caring and some love but you're going to benefit from it seeing that they appreciate it so that's, you know, what I've recommended to him. But so, yeah, that's it. But that works. And that is, it puts you in a process of change when you're doing that, because it's something that, you know, when you're not accustomed to doing something, you know, it's like me, I've never, you know, I've listened to people. I've always listened to people. Now I listen to people in a different way. I don't want, I'm not expecting anything. I don't want anything in return. I just listen to people in a different way. So I fully get it when the average person's talking to me. I can pick it up. I get it because I'm not looking for anything, not even a turn to talk. I'm not looking for anything. And I, I know just, you know, comparing that to how I was, I wasn't like that. I know I wasn't. I was a sales guy. I'm waiting for my turn. I'm listening, but I'm ready to pounce. And it's a huge difference. And I know that because I can... I can. I sense it when I'm listening and talking to people or whatever. And it's just a huge... That's just one change that I can put a finger on within, you know, for myself. And I say that's what makes me made. And if you want to talk about you have something that make you made, you want to call in, you know, this is a live show. We got about another 20, 30 minutes left. 888-627-6008. If you have a burning desire. But yeah. And I got to drive that in because, as I said. Especially coming out of the jailhouse type thinking. Or any other. he, He could be gang thinking. Or it could just be BS thinking. Or it could be a bad marriage thing. I mean, you got to you detox your way out of that thing. You know, because we're all traveling and we're all going through something. It doesn't necessarily have to be bad, doom or gloom, but we're all going through something. And the lesson's up in there. That's why we go through it. And it's just... For my travels, it's a big benefit and a huge blessing to me to be able to display it you know, on my own show, the Get May Show. And you'll get the opportunity to explain exactly what getting made and being made is. And uh, does it apply to you? Do you need to be made or remade in that sense? And just to let you know that it's a a process that I don't do for anyone. I don't make anybody. You make yourself. What I do is I share my story and my process that, I went through and still going through on a daily basis. And that's what my claim to fame is. That's why I can say I'm a made person. I'm a made guy because I'm no longer like that, like I was in any aspect. So. And I get tested all the time just to see. (laughs) And thank God I'm okay. I'm still standing with it because, yeah, I get tested all the time. You know, to see, gee, are you really living this thing? So, uh, you know, it's just been a a long journey for me. And I'm just glad to be still healthy and able to be in it the way I am. And that's what I mean when I say that, you know, can empower you to your own brand of greatness. uh, Being an older gentleman and just, you know, being able to govern myself for one. You know, like I said, I, I like having a lot of fun. I like uh, expressing myself. But I also appreciate my maturity level, by the grace of God, because, you know, I'm nobody's fool. So I don't do it for anyone. I just do things like when I make my music and so forth. I just do that for me and anyone who can get some joy out of it when I put it up or post it whatever. And that's just a mess part of my message, because usually the writings that I do with music, it's like, it's part of my story. I'm a writer. That's what I do. So any songs that I do, I'm working I'm uh, currently working on two songs now. I'm about to go back into the studio and perform and do just to put them on track, you know, properly in the right way. Um, you know, I was just thinking about the lyrics myself because it's, uh, it's just part of my life. Some of the struggles that I've been through, and then some of the things that I'm going through now that are good things, you know, just part of my journey. And I just look at that as a blessing to be able to be able to write that down, or to illustrate it to a person, whether it's broadcasting through this form of media or through my songs, because it's the same thing. If I'm broadcasting. So just, you know, grateful to be able to do that and in sharing my story where I've been, where I'm at, where I'm trying to go, where I'm looking to go. Uh, anyone else that may be in a similar situation that I was in or have a loved one or a friend or know of someone that is in that situation, that's their hope. Because, you know, I, I mean... I truly feel like I've sufficed that I don't have to worry about that at that part anymore and that was just part at once upon a time that was part of my uh that was part of the subscription that was, that just went with it so I don't have to worry that part of me bouncing back and forth I don't that's I don't even think about it that's not around that's just a huge thing for me. That's a big blessing for me to be able to live and, you know, without that, not that I was fearful of it. Just that's just been taken out of my life. Not just the action, the thought, the thinking of it, not of it so much, but the thinking that goes along with it. You know, it's like the vest that go with the slacks, all of it, the whole outfit. It's been, you know, take, so it's a good thing. And, uh, I know that I didn't woo side or wear anything like that. And I know that it was a, a thought process that did it for me. And I'm grateful for that. So that's what keeps me drive driving me to do the show every week and, you know, t- tell you more about just the change within myself. Um, Mid part of next month, September, I'm looking to go speak with you know, some kids that are, in a situation where, as I mentioned before on the show, uh, their parents or loved or loved one is currently incarcerated or have been incarcerated, and you know my daughters had to suffer through that with me, so, which shout out to them as well as my grandkids, and you know love them to death, and so that, and they did they stood up pretty. I got to say, considering mm-hmm. they stood up pretty good mm-hmm. with that, I got to give it to them. Nothing I've done so much. I've tried to do what I could, but no, that's them. That's their standing up. And it ain't easy. It's not an easy ride. I mean, I was there for my daughter' 16, uh, Sweet 16 party and so forth. So I do have a lot of memories with my kids. But still, it takes a great effect, the ripple effect, on both sides. After you throw the rock, it just, you know. So yeah, so I'm looking forward to doing that because I have a lot to give back towards that in that direction. Now that's truly giving back because, as well as giving forward. Because uh, I don't think there's many people that think about the pain and the, you know, what the child goes through, but I do. And I had to be shown that by my own children. So it's not an easy thing. It's not an easy walk at all. But thus we grow and that's what I'm doing. So for anyone that can get anything, you know, out of my travels, my story, we're both blessed. And that's the whole purpose of the program, because I could just do an hour playing music for you. Yeah, I can give you some new music. I got stuff for you. That I've done recently. Yeah. See? But that's not the case. The case in point is. We're in a season right now where we have to step our game up. And, you know, as I said before, I know that I'm not the only one that's called to do this because I get so much from people speaking on a motivational level. The. Uh, just to bring a smile on my face. And when that happened, I'm like, well, I wonder if this person know they put a smile on my face just now with something silly or whatever. Not usually anything stupid, but something silly. And it's just, a, you know, a benefit to have a, you know, to be able to feel that from an online source. So with my online source, I want to be able to give much information as much hope and as much direction and as much illustration. And, you know, that I can, that I've been through, that, you know, that's actual, that I can say I did this, I did that. And then what I did, you know, so you won't have to be troubled. If we can do that. And keep a positive direction in there. You know, are we going through crazy times right now? Then we're in front of the game. And that's just a good place to be when you're in front of it. Because if you're in front of the game, (coughs) you can look at it and make a decision to do whatever you need to do before it's your turn or before it comes to you. Because you're in front of the game. You already know. So. That's just so important to know. And I want to take take a moment out to just thank, you know, again, all the listeners that listen to the show live, as well as the people who listen to the show on podcasts. And speaking of podcasts, we are streaming everywhere on every platform out there. I particularly I like Apple for myself. And you can go to bbsradio.com slash get made or get gets you there as well. And listen to the show right there and link up with everything that I have going on there, as well as my Facebook links and so forth and Instagram and all the other platforms. Again, my name is G Blackwell. Name of the show is get made. I want to thank you again for joining us and look forward to having you with us again next week. In the meantime, have a great grand week. First of all, have a great rest of the day if you're listening live. Not have a great week ahead. Take care of yourself and those around you. Peace.